Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, I thank you for watching over Apostle Keith J. Brooks. And First Lady Yvette Brooks. Father God, thank you for watching over their children, my Father. Dear God, thank you that you're healing them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, my Father. And Father God, thank you that you're blessing them. Father God, blessing them indeed, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Father God, I thank you. Father God, I give you all the praise and the honor, Father God. And Father God, we thank you that you're in over Judah. You're over the head, my Father. And dear God, I thank you that you're blessing each and every person under the umbrella of Keith J. Brooks, my Father, that we are able to lift him up, my Father. And Father God, I thank you that we will stand in the gap for him, my Father, and his family, my Father. Dear Lord, we praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I thank you that you're watching over the children, my Father. In these times, my Father, it is so dangerous for these children online, my Father. Dear God, I thank you that you're blocking anything and everything that's trying to come against them, my Father. And dear God, the last 26 kids they found, Jesus, I ask you, Father God, to go in and minister, send angels to minister to those kids, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you. And Lord, I thank you that you're watching over each and every one of us, my Father. Lord, I thank you that you open up doors no man can close, and you're closing doors no man can open, my Father. Father God, speak to us that we know which way we're going, my Father. And Father God, make it clear, make it plain, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that you're taking care of this election, my Father. You're in control, my Father. We lay everything to you, my Father, and put it at the throne, my Father. And dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear Lord, I do pray for the people that's in charge, my Father. And Father God, that is any in there that's wicked and evil, my Father, I ask you to remove them. Show them show them to, for who they are, my Father. And Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I say yes, yes, yes to your wills and to your ways, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're watching over the children in the halfway house, my Father. You're blessing them, Father God. You open up doors to these children, my Father, that no man can close, my Father. And Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing for us, my Father. I thank you, Father God, that you not turned your back on your people, my Father. And Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I say yes, 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 yes to your wills and yes to your ways, Father. Father, I thank you that you're going through the prison, my Father, and you're keeping them from the corona, my Father, and you're touching each and every person, my Father, healing them, Father, sending angels to minister to them, my Father. Father God, I thank you that you're in the in the nursing homes, my Father. Father God, I know it's hard for them not to be able to see their families, my Father, or be able to have a hug from their loved ones, my Father. But Father, send angels to minister to them. Send angels that they know that they are loved, my Father, and keep them at peace, my Father. And dear God, I thank you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. I praise your holy name. 
Lord, we stand, Father God. Bring us together in unity, my Father. Not our agenda, but yours, my Father. In one accord, my Father. Doing your will, my Father, not ours, my Father. And dear God, I give you all the praise and honor. Bless us. Indeed, my Father, bless us that we may be a blessing to others, my Father. Bless us so that we can go out to the highways and the byways and bless those, my Father. Give us the blessing so that we can feed when someone needs feeding. We can put a house, house someone that needs housing, clothes on the back, my Father. Dear God, I praise your holy name. Father God, enlarge our territories, my Father. Enlarge our territories. Give us strength and courage to reach out, whether we're in the grocery store, whether we're at the gas station. Father God, give us courage to reach out and speak, my Father, your words, my Father. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. And dear God, I ask you to keep, keep your hand on us, my Father, so no no evil, no danger shall come upon us, my Father. And Father God, I ask you to to make sure we don't cause any harm or danger to anyone, my Father. Dear God, if it's happening and we don't know it, my Father, bring it to light, my Father. Because our desire is not to hurt anyone or harm anyone, my Father. I just want to be your witness to who you are, my Father. And Father, I praise your holy name. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you for the healing of faith. I thank you for the healing of Teresa. I thank you for the healing of Harriet, my father. Touch their bodies, my father, like only you can do, my father. And Father God, let that their healing be a witness to their children, my father, that you are still on the throne, my father. And dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you for the ministers that come online, my Father, that speak your word, my Father. Dear God, I thank you that you're blessing each and one of them, my Father, keeping them safe, my Father, strengthening them where they need strengthening, my Father. Dear Lord, I praise you. I thank you for the teachers, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you. Father God, I thank you that it's children back in school, Father. Father God, I ask you to put a hedge of protection around each and every child, my Father. Let no harm or no danger come to these children, my Father. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Father God, I ask you to watch over the teachers, the administrators, the bus drivers, my Father, who are putting their life in danger so that our children can be educated, Father. Father God, put a hedge of protection around them. Keep them safe. Keep them safe, my Father. Lord, I thank you for all that you do for us, my Father. Dear Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I praise your holy name. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you for Judah, my father. I thank you for Judah, the strength. Father God, I thank you for the love that I've seen in Judah, my father. And I praise your holy name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
said, God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Father God, I praise your name. Dear Lord, I thank you. Yes, I do in Jesus' mighty name. And I say yes, Lord. Yes to your wills and to your ways. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me, Father. I'll go. Dear God, I praise your holy name. Thank you, Father. Lord, I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. You are worthy, 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 Lord. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. Father God, I thank you that the minister is coming online, my Father. He's speaking straight from the throne room. He's speaking, he or she is speaking what you have given them to speak, my Father. Encourage them, my Father. Father God, as we lift them up, my Father, we ask you to encourage their heart. Let them know that they are loved, my Father. Dear Lord, I thank you that you're blessing them, my Father. You're blessing them financially, physically, mentally, and spiritually, my Father. Dear God, I praise your holy name, and I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this prayer line, my Father. Keeping the lines open, my Father. Keeping the lines open, my Father. And Father God, I thank you that when apostle is back up on his feet, you have strengthened his lungs, my Father. Let his voice carry, my Father, throughout the universe, my Father. Let him speak, my Father. Let the devil know he is through. Yes, letting the devil know that he's under his feet. And, Father, I praise you. Let his voice penetrate through the buildings, through the highways and the byways, my Father. Father God, let him speak and people know that God is in the throne. Dear God, I praise you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I say yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I am, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. So I do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God, I thank you. I thank you, Father. God, without you, we're nothing. God, I thank you. I praise your holy name. Yes, Lord. 
Good evening, Judah family. This is Minister Mia from Detroit, Michigan. Bishop Victor Sharp Jr. is my pastor. Great to have another opportunity to share God's word with you. I give honor to Apostle and Lady Brooks and to Bishop Sharp and all the men and women of God who have answered the call from God on their life to minister his word, to teach and preach his gospel the way that he gives it to them. And as we say on Tuesday and Thursday morning, before we begin our early prayer, am I my brother's keeper? And yes, we are our brother and sister's keeper. I thank you, prayer warrior, for ushering in the spirit of God when as you prayed and covered us, as you led us to the throne of grace, I thank you in Jesus' name. Let us continue to pray as we go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Father, we bless and magnify your name, O God, for there is none like you. We thank you for your word that will never lose its power, your blood that will never lose its power. We thank you, O God, for your word that can be hidden in our hearts that we might not sin against you, God. We thank you, O God, for showing yourself strong in this time of praise and worship and studying of what you have to say to us, God. Let it not be about me. Let it not be about anyone else, God, but let it be all about you, Father God. It's I pray none of me, God, but I, and I pray all of you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, God, for you are my strength. You are my redeemer. You are my strong tower. You are my shield and buckler. You are the great I am who allows me the opportunity to speak for you in the earth, oh God, because you didn't have to choose me, but you did, God, so I thank you in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 22. Matthew 14, 22. And it says, I'm reading the NIV. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he was excuse me while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Verse 25, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. 28, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. 
Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? As I was studying this, we, we always tend to focus on Peter getting out of the boat, and we, we may have heard people minister that you got to get out of the boat in order to get to Jesus, and you got to move outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes we focused on Jesus talking about Peter's faith and this verse and how he he looked away from Jesus and looked around him. And that's where I want to stay tonight. I want to talk about what 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 are we looking at? And and I um as I was going through my house today, the the Lord spoke to me and said, "Pay attention to Jesus." And then as I was praying with the prayer warrior just a few minutes ago, the Lord said, "What you looking at?" We we tend to say, "What you looking at?" when we have an attitude because somebody is staring at us, but what are we looking at in the spirit realm? Are we looking at the people and the situations around us, or are we really looking to Jesus? And, and as I studied this even more, I realized that Peter stepped out of the boat in the midst of a storm. In the King James Version, it said that the winds became contrary, that they were boisterous. What is our reaction in the midst of a storm? How do we respond when a natural disaster occurs? We have heard about and we've been praying about the hurricanes in the south and people have been without power for days and then we've been praying about the wildfires in California. And if we think about history, we've always prayed about, you know, the tsunamis in other countries. We prayed about tornadoes and the blizzards that we get in the winter time. What do we do when a storm arises? As I was doing this, I thought about when I was little. And I used to, well, not even when I was little, but even when I was younger, I used to spend my summers in Alabama with my grandmother, and it was so many of us that we would be shocked when she would tell us all to come in one room in her house and make us all sit in one room, and it would be about 10 or more of us, and after you've played outside and you're sweating and it's hot in those Alabama storms and she was one that did not want you to turn on the air conditioner and you couldn't open the windows and when the phone rang in the middle of a storm, she wouldn't let us answer it and we would be in there sweating and tell her, Grand, we need to get some air in here. It's hot. And she told us we couldn't move because God is working. And we couldn't talk because God is working. We had to be still. We had to 
not say anything because God was doing what he intended to do when we had to let him do it, and that was in the midst of a storm. So how do we respond when storms are not outside of our life but inside of our life? Are we willing to step out of the boat like Peter did, or do we want to sit back and watch? How are we going to respond? Are we afraid? Do we hide? Do we lay down? Do we go to sleep? We, a lot of us sleep very well when it's raining and when the storm is going on, that rain beating upon that window, the roof of that house just rocks us right to sleep. It calms us, but there are people who are afraid in the midst of a storm. They don't like to hear the thunder and lightning. They don't like to hear the strong winds. What do we focus on? Who are we looking at when we are in the midst of a storm? When we are driving, how do we respond when we encounter a storm? We may be doing the speed limit or a little bit faster, and then when it comes up into a storm, we have to slow down and our vision is blurred and we can't see what's in front of us. We can't see what's on the side of us. So we have to slow down and be more mindful of our surroundings. Peter stepped out of this boat in the midst of a storm. And when they saw Jesus, they thought it was a ghost. When they saw him walking on this water, and Jesus immediately tells them to take courage, that it is him. They were not in a position where they didn't know who Jesus was. They had been with him. They had seen what he had been doing already. John had already proclaimed Jesus' coming. In the verses before this, John was just beheaded by Herod. Jesus had fed the 5,000, so it was not like they didn't know who Jesus was. It was not like they had not seen him perform a miracle. But Jesus had to remind them that it's me. Take courage. And then in verse 28, Peter still says, if it's you, tell me to come. And the King James, it says, bid me come. Peter, you already knew it was Jesus because he had already told you who he was. This reminded me of, we know who Jesus is. God has already given us a commandment. He's already told us what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. But we come back and say, let me pray about it. I'm not referring to to um, just anybody telling us what thus saith the Lord. I'm not talking about a human being, just any old person that's in your life telling you what thus saith the Lord. I'm talking about Jesus is speaking to you directly. And he's telling you it's him. He's giving you the direction. He's. It's not that earthquake that we read about in the Old Testament when they were trying to hear, let me hear your voice, Jesus. It was not in the wind. It was that still, small voice that you knew it was Jesus, but yet your response is, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come. 
if it's you, Jesus, tell me what to do. Who are we looking at in the midst of this storm? Peter, Jesus tells Peter, come. Jesus steps, Peter steps out of this boat, and as long as he is focused on Jesus, he's able to walk on water, and not just any kind of water, rocky water, boisterous water, waters and, and in the midst of wind that's tossing a boat that floats, that's tossing a boat full of people. Peter is walking on this water. It was not calm. It was going against the boat. It was going against what the boat was capable of doing, of being stable in the water. It was not friendly. It was not nice to their experience in the water. Yet Peter got out. And started to walk towards Jesus. And as long as he stayed focused, he did not sink. The winds and the waves are tossing everything else around him, yet Peter remained stable. As long as his eyes are looking at Jesus. When we stay focused on God, when we stay focused on Jesus, it does not matter what the storms of life look like around us. We will not sink. We will not be tossed. We will remain stable. As we stay focused on Jesus, he'll give us, he'll put a team together of like-minded people to get his work done. The disciples were like-minded because they, they followed Jesus. They were up under his teaching. We look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah prayed when he saw the walls of his hometown, the city that he had come from had been destroyed, and he prayed and he asked the king to allow him to go back. And when he didn't just go back, and do the work alone, God allowed him to get a team of people to build the city walls together. When we look at Gideon, we see that he had this huge army of people that was ready to go to war for him, but the Lord told him, Gideon, take these and set them apart. Take these and set them apart. And then you just take this 300. God will put people together with us to get his work done. Even when we take our eyes off of Jesus and we look at the storm, because we realize in these verses that when Peter started to look around and pay attention to the wind and the waves and the storm, that's when he started to sink. That's when Jesus had to reach out to him and say, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? When we take our eyes off of Jesus and we look at the storms around us, Jesus is still right there to get us back on track. That that slapped me in the face today because a lot of times we don't focus on Jesus being right there close. It said Jesus reached his hand out and caught Peter. 
so that he would not sink. We think Jesus is so far away that he can't reach his hand out, but if he can reach his hand out, that means he's close. When I'm close to somebody and they're falling, I can grab them suddenly if they're in arm's reach. That's what Jesus did to Peter. Even when we deny him, he's still right there to reach out and grab us. Even when we turn our back on him and say that we know, we don't know who he is, we are not a part of him, yet Jesus is still there for us. Jesus prayed for us in John 17, even before we ever, we ever existed. He prayed for Peter before he denied him. That's his hand reaching out to us to grab us even before we sink. Who are we looking at? Colossians 3, 2 says for us to set our affections on things above. That means put your mind on the things of God. What are you paying attention to? Jesus told the wind and the waves in Mark 4, peace, be still. And the people looked around and they they were wondering what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey. They had never seen anybody like this before. People are going to wonder how you can be at peace in the midst of this pandemic. How can you be at peace when there's death all around you? How can you be at peace when sickness and disease coming out of nowhere is hitting your family, hitting your friends, hitting your coworkers, hitting your neighbors, yet you are at peace? Because you have reached out and grabbed Jesus' hand. Are you willing to be like Peter or are you just going to go limp and sink? Who are you looking at? Proverbs 19.21 says that we can make our plans, but God's plans will prevail over ours any day. His plan is that none perish but all come into repentance. His plan is that we give our lives to him so that we might have life more abundantly. That's why he came. His plan is that we worship him in spirit and in truth. Will we look at what the people are saying about the election, about the candidates, about what may happen? If so-and-so gets in office, are we looking at what the people are saying if this particular law is passed, or are we going to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith? Are we going to look to his word that will never pass away when heaven and earth passes away? His word will stand. What are we looking at? In verse 30, Peter saw the winds. From my understanding of science, we don't see the wind, but we see the results of the wind with the the the, the leaves blowing and uh, how houses can be torn up and trees can be uprooted in the midst of a storm. That's not actually the wind. That's the result of it. But it said that Peter saw the wind and became afraid, and then he began to sink. And a lot of times we're like Peter. We look at the wind around us, and we begin to sink, and then we cry out. 
to Jesus. He wants us to cry out to him before we begin to sink. He wants us to cry out to him when things are going well in our lives, not waiting until the last minute. I've heard people say, stop looking to Jesus as a last resort, but look to him first. If we look to him first, then when, when the winds and the waves come up against us, we're already rooted and grounded in his word. I remember speaking to you last month when we were talking about testifying, how testifying is like an anchor. And the more you testify, the more you open up your mouth, that anchor of the word of God goes deeper and deeper into the depths of the ocean, causing you to become more stable like that ship that's in the midst of the ocean, that small anchor keeps its stable from being tossed around and all over and going just afloat all over the place. When we look to Jesus, we won't have to worry about sinking. We won't have to worry about being tossed to. And for one of my first sermons was bend, but don't break. Yes, in the wind, we may be bending, but we don't have to break. We don't have to fall over. We don't have to give in to the things and to the people of this world because we are planted like trees in the rivers of the living water of God that we might bring forth fruit. We are like that anchor holding us stable on the word of God. We can be rooted and planted firm in his word and in his will. Who are you? looking at. I'm going to back up and go to verse 25 because time to us is important and we know that God is coming back. Jesus is coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle. We know that he's coming back like a thief in the night. We don't know the day or the hour, but in verse 25, it talks about the, the fourth watch of the night. And the, 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 the calendar, the Jewish calendar, separate the days and night watches. And the fourth night was the last watch of the night, and it was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So can you imagine how dark it was while they were on this boat? They didn't have the lights like we do now. But, you know, Jesus being the light of the world, he probably, his glory, his majesty, even though he hadn't been crucified yet, was probably still illuminating the sea at that time. They probably had lanterns and everything where they could see him. That's why they probably thought he was a ghost. Anyway, this time of night is believed to be a significant time where power encounters make way for the kingdom of God. This is when the kingdom of God is able to penetrate the earth. And when we wake up early and pray, this opens up the greater opportunity for God to enter in. It says prayer during this time is highly protective and effectual, especially when you're linked together with another watchman or another prayer warrior. So when we come together on Tuesday and Thursday morning, it's at 
545. So we are right at the edge of that last watch where we still can get in there to get the powers of heaven to fall down on us, to fall down on the situations that we are praying for. So the disciples and those who were on this boat watching Jesus were in that last watch where they were able to cry out to Jesus and get his response immediately. Are, are we paying attention to Jesus not just in the last watch, but in every watch of our day? Who are we looking at? Are we looking at people losing jobs? Or are we thanking God that we were able to have a job? Are we looking at unemployment as a way that God is still providing for our needs even though we don't have a job? Are we grateful for being able to say, Lord, I can wake up and go? Are we looking at the storms around us or are we looking to Jesus? Let's let's also talk about those disciples who did not get out of the boat. Peter is the only one that we ever read about walking on the water or other than Jesus. And we, we want to say, okay, let's, let's look at Judas for betraying Jesus. But let's look at these disciples that stayed on the boat. Let's look at these disciples who didn't even worship Jesus until him and Peter got back in the boat in verse 32. Some people won't believe Jesus is who he is until the storm has ceased. When Jesus and Peter got back in the boat, he didn't tell the storm and the winds to peace be still. When they got back in the boat, that's when the storm stopped. That's when the other disciples who saw Jesus walking on the water, who saw Peter get out, began to worship them, when, began to worship Jesus when he got in the boat with them. Some people won't believe that Jesus is who he says he is. They won't believe that Jesus is operating in your life until your storm is over. Some people won't be with you during your storm, but will praise with you when you get out of your storm. Romans 12, 15 tells us to rejoice when somebody else is rejoicing and to weep or mourn when somebody else is, is, is weeping or mourning. We have these fair weather friends, these fair weather Christians who are only going to have your back when the weather around you is sunny and bright. But when the storms are coming, they're going to wait to see how you're going to respond. They're going to wait to see how you come out, and then they're going to praise the Lord. We have true friends, though, who will have your back no matter what's going on around you. Some people will wait until... They might get caught out, even in the midst of the storm with you. They were in the midst of the storm with Peter. But instead of worshiping God in the midst of the storm, they waited until it was over to praise him. Who or what will you focus on? Will you focus on those around you, those who are in the boat with you? Will you focus on the winds and the storms and the waves that are going on around you, causing your life to be contrary and boisterous? Or will you praise him in the midst of the storm? Will you keep your eyes on Jesus? Will you have those blinders on where you can't see the winds and the waves to your left and to your right? Or will you 
Jesus is reaching out his hand. He's ready to grab hold of you. Will you extend your hand and allow him to grab hold of you, to keep you steady, to keep you stable in the midst of the storm so he can go through the storm with you? And when you step back into the situation, into the boat, where all of those people are watching you, that storm will cease. In the midst of it all, who are you looking at? Who are you paying attention to? My God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless and magnify your name, O God. Let us keep our affections on you in Jesus' name. Let us pay attention to you, not to the winds and to the waves, not to the people who are saying that they are with us, O God, but they're waiting to see how we come out. Lord, we pray for those who realize that even in the midst of the storm, they're doubting your ability, God. They're doubting who you are. They are doubting our praise, God. We ask you to transform their minds, change their mindset even in the midst of our storm while they are not even in the storm with us God we ask you oh God to touch those who are in the storm with us that they too will focus on you in Jesus name that as we have stepped out of the boat out of our comfort zone in the midst of the storm to trust you to answer your call on our lives, God, that they too will follow us as we follow you in Jesus' name. Father, we continue to uphold Apostle and his family in Jesus' name, thanking you, O oh God, for his, for healing, for deliverance, for provision in Jesus' name, for making a way out of no way in the name of Jesus, for putting people in place to continuously hold up his arms in this fight that we are in spiritually in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, O oh God, that as the people have heard your word, that it did not fall on deaf ears. It did not fall on a hardened heart, O oh God, but it fell on ears that have been open and willing to hear. It fell on a heart that is of good ground, take root, and bring forth fruit. It fell into minds in Jesus' name that they understand how to be doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, I pray. Judah Sanctuary, I love you with the love of the Lord. I praise you for accepting me as a sister, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I pray that you will go forth and continue to be a blessing. Have a wonderful evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.